And guess who is back, ladies and gentlemen? The fifth man special episode coming to you live from our virtual studio. I'm your host, Alex Lalovich, and welcome, uh, welcoming back to the studio a very familiar voice in Mark Gavridich. Mark, good evening. Good evening, Lalovich. It is great to be back in the hot seat. I mean, what a time. I mean, we were, we were down and out. We were off the air for quite a while, but you know what? We're back on. To popular demand, and uh, let's get it rocking. That's it. So, obviously, as you all know, as of 6 p.m., we are back into a hard five-day lockdown, and the people wanted, uh, the, the futsal people wanted some content. They were crying out for an episode, and we're going to start your lockdown night in the best possible way with this um what will probably be a lengthy episode. We're going to recap quite a few rounds, all the transfer, um, all the transfers that happened, um, as well as um, a lot of the talking points from around the league in the last couple of months. So, a lot, a lot to cover, Mark. Indeed, indeed. So we're going to pick up uh, from round ten. We're going to just highlight. I'll go through the scores, and then we'll just talk about a couple of main games from each round and get us up to the most recent round just gone. So round ten, we had Perth Longabada. Uh, record a comfortable 9-0 win against the Tigers. Uh, Fremantle and South Perth played out a thrilling 3-all draw. Murdoch Warriors went down 5-2 against Cumbia Cumbrae, and the Perth Lions recorded a 5-2 win against Curtin Footballista. Balga beat the Jets 3-1. EWA knocked off Perth AFC 6-4, and Braza Jinga had a comfortable 10-1 win over the Byford Venemark. So, in that round, obviously, one of the standout fixtures was the draw between Fremantle and South Perth, with South Perth coming back very late to claim a share of the spoils in that one. Yes, that was a great game. Um, I remember there was fifth man. I saw Nevers' reaction when oh, when South Perth scored, and uh, he was not a happy man. It still lives in my memory today, Lalovic. And, uh, but you know what? He's on the other side now, Yep. And um, which we'll talk about a bit later on. But, um, yeah, but then... It was all, like, especially a fifth man, Freeman. They're very, oh, they're, they're very hard, very hard to even. I mean, how South Perth got Nikolas is very, very hard to do when they do fifth man because they know how to defend it and they know how to play it as well. So, yeah, it was a great game. Uh, had a few, few good um, games that round. So, um, yeah, what did you, what was your take on it, Lala? Yeah, I mean, I was. Um... I was sort of watching that game popping in and out while we were warming up to take on Murdoch. Um, and Fremantle, I think, were 3-1 up. And I was like, oh, Fremantle's got this. This is going to be a third loss in a row for South Perth. You know, licking my chops there. Um, we're thinking we're going to, you know, get a bit further ahead of them on the table. Um, but they managed to work it back um, very well in the end and, and get that equaliser. I mean, still some drop points for them. But uh, I think Fremantle would have felt pretty unlucky not to come away with three points in that game. Yeah, Milan Rosic was not happy. Was not no, he was he was filthy in the group chat after as well. Oh yeah. Um, and then the game after that was actually um, quite an int- intense game as well uh, with Cambio Cumbria up against the Murdoch Warriors. We came out five two in the end, but um, this was a game that was very close up until the last sort of ten minutes where we managed to score, I think, four goals. Um, at one-one and and pull away and get the win in the end, um, but it was a, it was quite a it was quite a tough and intense match that one. Yeah, that was pretty tight for quite a while. Broke out in the end. Yeah, second half. 
And there was another good match that round as well, featuring your team, Mark, uh, EWA against AFC. You guys went down 2-0 quite early, and I was just sitting there. I remember watching that and thinking, oh, here we go again. They just lost the Tigers, and now they're going to lose to AFC. <laughs> um, but you guys fought back very well to claim a 6-4 win. Yeah, thank Christ for that. We, um, we needed to come back and come back with a win and get rid of that canning game out of our minds and uh, not think about that ever again. Yeah, that was a, a massive letdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so going into round 11, Mark, and this one started off um, quite well for you guys. Uh, you were the first game on Friday night and you knocked off Braza Jinga five goals to three. In the game after, Perth Longabada knocked off Perth AFC 6-4 and Fremantle um, put on a clinic against the Tigers, uh, showing you guys how it's done with an 11-1 win. And then in the follow- <laughs> following night's fixtures, uh, the Lions got a comfortable 3-0 win over the Jets. Cumbre knocked off Footballista 6-4. South Perth beat Murdoch 5-2. And Balgart smoked Byford 7-1. But that first game of the round, EWA up against Sterling, that was a, that was quite a good match. Um, take us a bit through that one, Mark. Yeah, that was a good match. Um, I think we came out far, and I think um, we kind of were a bit... I wouldn't say I wouldn't say rough, but we were a bit we were trying to be a bit more physical, especially with them. Um, but yeah, we got the jump early and um, we played quite a good brand of futsal and ended up getting the chocolates in the end. But um, good to come away with another win after you know what happened a couple of weeks prior. So <laughs> as each week as each week goes by, we just yeah try to get away from that week. So now nah, it was good, good win. Yeah, no, that was um, important win as well, and obviously Sterling were a team that. Um, started the season off with a few losses and were a bit up and down so um, it was good to get that win for you guys and and the next game after was yeah. a good tussle as well with Longabada and AFC a 6-4 win for Longabada who've probably been I mean they're second at the moment but they've probably been the biggest surprise packet this season even though last season they did finish fourth they have taken a step up um, this season whereas many I think expected them to regress after losing Remo and Bruno for the first half of the season yeah, they they've really been this season done really well under Brian Watkins. Um, yeah, so they're, they're even at this present time they're still sitting comfortably in second with another good win on the weekend. So um, yeah, they're, they're riding. Yeah, yeah, indeed they are. And and just looking through that, um, the rest of those fixtures, a couple of lopsided games there as well. Um, the Cumbria Curtain game was quite close actually, six four. Um, they put up a really good fight there, and I think that week we were a bit short as well. We had some injuries, and it all sort of piled up, so it was a, quite a gutsy 6-4 win, but Curtin, uh, Curtin were a very tough team to knock off that night um, in that fixture. And so then going to round 12, Mark, uh, just the scores in that one. So the first game, Footballista losing 5-2 against South Perth. Uh, Longabada and Sterling played a, a top a top six um, matchup and Sterling came off with a 4-1 win and then Coburn EWA with another surprise loss this time to Balga so you guys in the space of four weeks beat Braza um, you knocked off Braza and you lost to Balga and, and Tigers and I think there was another big win in there in the in the same time so a bit like Robin Hood they're taken from the rich and given <laughs> to the poor um, and yeah, then that Balga one yeah oh yeah keep going and then Tigers beat Murdoch in a bit of a surprise there, 5-4. Perth A have seen a huge surprise, uh, defeated Fremantle 6-0. Um, Byford Venom got their first win of the season against the Jets. And Cumbre 
uh, knocked off Perth Lions 3-1 in what was a second versus third matchup uh, heading into the game. So a lot of really big games that one, but take us through just a little bit on the Longabada and Brazza game. That was just before you guys played. Yeah, that was intense. That was um, that was a very good game. I saw, I mean, Victor, oh, he had a great game that, that night. He controlled everything, and I mean, they yeah they won four one, but they were solid. I mean, they they they, were, they played really. Well. It could have been a bigger scoreline. Um, I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, no, Sterling a few players back as well. Yeah, yeah, no, they looked very good um, in that match, and I mean, I guess it was a statement for them because I think Longobard had only lost once, um, sort of at that mm. point. Um, so yeah, no, very good, very good performance there from Sterling. Yeah, yeah. And a few other really tight games that one. I'm obviously the Coburn Balga game going down four three. What happened there, Mark? Um, we are not a good nine thirty team, eh? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we had um, that game. We had a lot of players uh, missing, and one very important player missing was the man who's left us. And I'm still filthy at him, and uh, we'll, but we'll bring him up a bit later on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we were really missing a lot. But the thing that was no excuse. I think Balga. Took their chances and they're more clinical in the end, so yeah, deserved three points for them that yeah. night. Yeah, for sure. And I think the biggest shock that weekend was the Perth AFC result against Fremantle winning 6 0. I mean, Fremantle, one of those teams, even when they lose, they lose usually by goal or two, and yeah. it's a low scoring yeah, affair. Yeah. To, to get blown out 6 0, I was just stunned when I saw that score. Yeah, very rarely do they get beaten by that much. Very, very rarely. Yeah, and the last game of the night, and this was actually the final game of the year, um, heading into the Christmas break, second versus third, Cumbria against Lions, and um, I th- this was quite an intense matchup. Um, I think the game itself was played at a finals type intensity, it had that sort of feel to it as well. It was um, it was it was very very heated, but in in a, in a very you know fair and sportsmanlike way. But it was just both teams wanting to win, and it was end to end and. In the end, we just uh, were able to do enough to get the result and head off um, into the Christmas break in top spot. Yeah, it was a good crowd for that game. Yeah, was, that was very intense. Yeah, great crowd. And yeah. What's that? Uh, hold on. Just got something going on in the background there, Gavranich. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to miss blow dry on her hair. Hold on, hold on. Give me Every, a second. Everything's happening tonight. Oh. <laughs> we'll be back in a sec, ladies and gents, uh, until Gavranich can sort out that background noise. Yeah, you will be sorry. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Are you not entertained, everyone? And we're back. Uh, and we are back. What? Absolute great entertainment for this Sunday night. Oh, how dare she just waltz in there with the hairdryer, uh, just full volume, and just go bananas now. Absol- absolutely no thought for the futsal community wanting an no, episode tonight. No, no thought, no, no. thought. Uh, so, Mark, round 13, this was the first week back um, post-Christmas uh, break, and some some big matchups there. In that round as well, the first game, Murdoch Warriors uh, knocking off Perth AFC 4-2. And then the big game, which was actually first versus second coming into the round, was Cumbria against South Perth. And we clean bowled them for 5 uh, a quite a comprehensive win there. Um, mm. And then, which I think prompted some uh, last-minute uh, transfer buying by South Perth, which we'll get to in a moment. 
And um, <laughs> and then in the last game, the night curtain knocked off Tigers six five in a thriller. And the Saturday games, uh, Sterling recorded a narrow five three win over Fremantle. Balga shocked Longabada with a six three win. Uh, Perth Lions smashed Byford Venom ten four. And EWA put 15 past the Jets in a 15-4 win. So that's some uh, cricket scores there. But just going back to the mm. Friday night fixtures, Mark Cumbreg in South Perth. Obviously, first versus second was a big matchup, but quite a comprehensive 5-0 win for Cumbreg in the end. Yeah, it was, um, I think it was a game both teams were yeah, eager to wait. You know, I think a lot of the fans wanted to see it too. And, um, I mean, you guys were just clinical. I mean, very, very strong from the from the start, I think you guys controlled the game, and um, they Southport didn't really have any answers, um, and you guys walked out with a good five 0 win, and um, yeah, maybe that spurred the decision to bolster their squad, um, and bolster did they do? So they did very well in the uh, transfer. Yeah, we'll get to, but um, yeah, solid by you. You boys been looking oh, by far the informed team of the season, and uh, your your team right now is obviously the one to. To, to beat because I think at the moment you boys are honestly the, probably the best team in the league at the moment for sure yeah, yeah no that was a great result and I think all our players were really pumped for that game um, obviously there was quite a bit of hype building up into it as well and oh yeah, um, yeah. we just the guys wanted to prove a point that um, you know South Perth weren't going to come in and, and knock them off easily so it was, uh, it was a very, very good result I was happy with that one yeah um, and then Sterling and Fremantle played out a pretty tight 5-3 resu- result there. Um, so Sterling was starting to string together a few wins in a row after that slow start and got themselves back into the top six firmly. Yeah, great win there. And VB23, must say, he's on fire at the moment. Um, yeah, he's in great form. Yeah, but he, he'll be on, I think he's um, MVP shot for this season. I think he's, he'll be up there. Yeah, uh, top three for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, a big upset that week: Le Balga knocking off Longobarda six three. Just give us your thoughts there, because this was a. Uh, I was really surprised to see this actually unfold the way it did. Yeah, no, Balga, very attacking team, and they, they. Oh, I think I remember Conor Driscoll's goal. Where he flicked it up to himself and just launched it bottom left corner. Um, that was a great finish. They. And they take their chances, and they give, and you have you give them time, and then is that a microwave going on in the background? No, no, man. No. Adjusting the um, high volume on there or something. Let's go. <laughs> no, no, man, no. I'm, something was dropping in and out, but um, I, I was turning the aircon on, but I didn't think that was it. It was a uh, quite a <laughs> quite a quiet sound. It's getting no, a bit but, heated in here. Yeah, but Balga, Balga, yeah, very. That's a very good win as well, and um, they're, they're they're knocking on the top six at the moment, so. Yeah, they're right on the cusp there, yet yeah. waiting for one of the top six to to get on a bad run Four and points, catch yeah. them up. Um, and so, yeah. Mark, round 13, obviously the significance there was that completed the first half of the season. And that took us into the All-Star weekend as well as the transfer window. So we'll go through the transfers first. And I've got them here in front of me, all the confirmed ones. I'll just yeah. read I'll read out a couple of the main ones or that people will be familiar with. Um this is from the State Futsal League West Australia Facebook page. So for Rockingham, Cumber Cumbre, the two signings, uh, we made two signings. So Justin Tang from Murdoch Warriors and Igor Tsvianovic from Coburn EWA. So two brilliant young players there that we were able to add to the squad. Um, yeah. South Perth, obviously mentioned, they made two big signings right 
on the deadline. Um, they were trying to, I think, I know Roberto Boy was just refusing to even acknowledge it. Um, and then they announced it the, the, the morning after the transfer window closed. And that was the signings of Danilo Neves, the former MVP from Fremantle, and Chris Rocky, um, the target from Sterling Brazajinga. So that sent some shockwaves through the league, Mark, that one. And we'll come back to that one in a sec. Um, Longabada also made some key signings, signing Massimo Buzzalu from the Murdoch Warriors. They got back Bruno Di Gregorio from Fremantle, who actually went there from Longabada um, at the start of the season. So they got him back. And they also picked up a signing from Byford in Vaughan or Drain. A bit of a spice around that one, which we'll touch up on as well. Um, Perth AFC uh, signing a youngster, Mitch Norman from Sterling. Um, Sterling made a couple of signings, uh, Peter Rakic from AFC and Josh Band from Perth Lions. Fremantle made a big signing from Coburn EWA as well. So you guys lost, losing a couple of good players. And this one was Deck Birdle who left Coburn to join Fremantle. So they were the big signings, Mark. So let's just go back in order. So the two Cumbrae signings, Justin and Igor, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, belter signings. I mean, pretty jealous um, that Egos left and you got Tangy as well. Tangy gives you a lot of energy. Um, great player, both feet as well. I reckon he'll complement your team very well. Eagle, I mean, where do I start with him? First, he gets a modelling career. Next, he's at Bayswater. Next, he's at Cumbria. I mean, <laughs> the man can't just do no wrong. Um, silky, silky left footer who can finish, who can play. And, um, yeah, very two very good signings for um, Cambio Cumbria. Yeah, no, I'm very happy with those, and they fit um, They fit in very well from the start. So, um, yeah, two brilliant players. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, develop as the season goes. Um, for South Perth, so the big ones, Danilo and Rocky, I mean, there was some chatter that they were going to try and make some big signings, and no one knew how big it was. And rumour has it Danilo was the sort of in contention for a few clubs. Obviously, Fremantle wanted to keep him. Sterling tried to make a pitch there as well with Victor Brauner. South Perth, obviously, were, were came in um, with, with the money bags as well. But in the end, he signed for South Perth and sent shockwaves around the league. Yeah, two... Well, Danilo and Rocky, two massive signings. I mean, look, if... If, look, a club can... Obviously, South Perth, big club now. I mean, they've... Done the found, they've established the foundations, Lavish. They're ready to go. They're ready to spend cash and to get two quality players like that to come in. Um, uh, I reckon, oh, that's good. I reckon it raises the. Um, I reckon it gives other players like you know, um, I don't know what's the word. Gives other players a bit of um, hmm, motivation. Yeah. Or drive to try get to a level like because I mean Danilo's been around, Rocky's been around a while, and they're two very good players, and yeah, obviously had an offer they couldn't refuse to come mid season. And look, if they've if they can got the funds for it and they can pay for it, then I reckon that attracts more players outside from the league, plus in the league as well to like obviously motivate themselves and try get um, a lucrative uh, shall I say contract like that, Lalovic. You know what I mean? So yeah, but, for sure. Now with those two signings, um, yeah, they're they're, they're right in the the contention now of um, you know making a serious push for the title, and um, yeah, they've got a very strong squad now, and if they can keep injury free um, for the remainder of the season plus finals, I mean, well, who knows what can happen? 
Yeah, indeed. And I mean, I know, Mark, with those two signings, obviously, we, we heard a little bit of chatter about some discontent with other players in the squad that were sort of felt a bit threatened about losing playing time. So it's going to be interesting to see how they yeah, manage to balance, um, balance that we'll out. And, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, we'll see. But they have had an impressive start so far um, in their two games for South Perth. So they've won both of them and quite comfortably. So good early signs for them. And moving yeah. on to Longabara. So, I mean, just looking at this list, it was sort of the top three come, uh, top three coming into the transfer window were the ones that solidified their teams the most. Um, so Longo, yeah. obviously, in second spot, they signed Massimo Bazolu and Bruno de Gregorio and then Vaughan from Byford. So I, I really like the Massimo signing. I think that's a really good um, pick-up for them, and he fits right in with the veteran Italians as well. Um, Bruno obviously knows the team well. He was there, very good there last year, so I think that's a great you know return for them. Um and they've had an instant impact as well. I think in their very first game, they scored within five minutes of the opening, Massimo and Bruno. So instant rewards there. And then the signing of Vaughan or Drain from Byford. This one had a bit of a spice to it. Um, Byford weren't overly impressed with how the transfer unfolded. They weren't too happy to lose one of their key players. And Coach mm. Van, Van der Ross was just, uh, he was it, livid. It, he was livid. It, it, they let him know about it. He let him know about it. Yeah, the gloves were off, uh, so to speak. Um, but what do you make of those <laughs> signings for Longabada? Yeah, great. Yeah, especially what you said, Massimo as well. I think he he did score in his debut as well. The big uh, and he'll fit right in the Italians and a Bella Ciao, Bella Ciao, and uh, <laughs> they had a Bella Ciao three points on the weekend. So nah, he'll fit in perfectly. I reckon smooth, silky, can play, can shoot, can create good passes. Mate, they're, they're all three of them, so even Bruno coming back, yeah, they're, they're very good, very good to bolster their squad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely massive, um, that was. And one more big signing, Mark, that obviously occurred, another player lost from EWA, and that was the loss of Deck Birdle to Fremantle. Now, that one sent some shockwaves to me personally. I was very surprised <laughs> to see Big Birdle leave. Yeah, I think the big man just wanted a bit of a change, maybe he wasn't enjoying... Uh, the I don't know the training or the environment. I don't. I, I, I can't say. I can't speculate here, Lalovich. You know what I mean? I can throw <laughs> putting words in his I, mouth. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, nah, yeah. He, we left. On, we left on good terms. Obviously, talked to us boys first, and uh, we um, you know, he broke into we'll probably come back next season. But I'm just saying that because I'm hoping he listens to this and, and still, yeah, maybe I will. Come back. <laughs> but um, yeah, great for Fremantle. But he's quality, quality player. I mean, he's a tiptoe. Specialist, you get him on the toey, he, he's going to get at bottom corner, you know what I mean? Um, very good player. And um, he'll do wonders for Fremantle, I reckon. And, that, and look, the two games that he's come and been with since he's transferred, I mean, they've won quite comfortably and he's played really well. So all the best for the big Birdle Meister, a.k.a. Ronaldinho. I'll miss him. Yeah. Like him, but um, yeah, all the best for him, but going forward. Yeah, he had an instant impact. Um on the team and they've had the two good wins against uh, first I think well they beat Balga um, and then they had the win Jets. on the weekend yeah so they're getting themselves back into top six contention they're not too far off um, they're not too far off now so 
that is um, going to be an interesting race to watch, Mark. And obviously that weekend is all we had the Transpinder, but we also had the All-Star Game, uh, something that both of us were involved in. Um, yourself as a player for Team Watkins and myself as the coach of well, Team Lalovic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, that was a great weekend, though. I mean, you boys came out on top um, pretty well in the end with the, in terms of score 7-2, but it was a good occasion to be a part of it. It's always good fun just getting a lot of players together from different clubs and 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 having a having a good competitive um, kick around. Yeah, it was great fun, great fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good event to have once a year. Even the stuff that they do before the game, you know, with the, the I think it's the sprint, the shooting, which I think did Mason win. Yeah, Mason won the shooting challenge, clocking oh, of at course. 100, 106 kilometers an hour. So of course he did. Um, of course uh, he did. Uh, yeah, so quite quite impressive there. But they they did tell him he was only allowed to pass the ball as well, and he still won. So. What I was surprised about when they did the sprint, I thought Motatonchi was. I would have put my house on him, but um, that's I, what I thought as well. Josh, Josh Watkins from Canning just, oh, yeah, what? he's rapid. Track. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's uh, very good, quick. Good event. Good day. Good day. So it's all a good laugh, and uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it, and uh, it was a good game. Yeah, and just a shout out to the players who took part. So for Team Lalovic, we had Rain Blauberg in goal from Cumbrae, as well as Mason Voidani and Faris Norani from Cumbrae. We had. Two players from the Lions, uh, Jamal Youssef and uh, Bakar Zayed. From Curtin, we had Fazram Al-Marabi, Jimmy Fung from the ECU Jets, Oscar Pitt from Perth AFC, and Luke Ross from Balga. While Team Watkins, led by Brian, uh, Brian Watkins, obviously the longer barter coach, they had a star-studded team as well. Uh, in goal, they had Glenn Sheldon from Sterling Brazajinga and Ricardo Loro from Longabara, as well as yourself, Mr. Gavrinich. Um, and then from uh, Sterling Brazajinga, Victor Brauner and Tiago Mesquita, young Benji McHale from Fremantle, Justin Tang of Murdoch Warriors and now Cumbre, uh, Danilo Neves formerly Fremantle, now South Perth, and Shaz Ramley <laughs> from the Tigers. Um, and, and, sorry, and Vaughan Audrain, formerly of Byford, and now at Longabada. So uh, that team had a bit of uh, had a bit of movement in that transfer window, and I think Brian Watkins played it perfectly, invited Vaughan in and checked him out and then signed him from Byford all in that one weekend. To Vandross's dismay. Yeah, yeah. And, and so those two teams actually versed each other in the weekend just gone, and we'll get to that game in a sec. Um, so that was the All-Star weekend, and, yeah, thanks to ProFoots, obviously, for organising that and getting that together. It's always good to be a part of it. Um, and so that takes us into round 14, Mark. Um, the first game of that night, ECU Jets against Longabada. 7-1 Longabada, pretty comfortable win. I actually commentated that game. Um, Coburn EWA were up next, knocking off Byford Venom 5-2. And then the last game of the night, Perth AFC 3, Curtin Footballista 1. So a good win for AFC. And then Saturday, the first game, which one I actually thought was going to be quite an interesting matchup, ended up being an absolute um, annihilation. South Perth beating Perth Lions 7-1. Fremantle defeated Balga 3-1. Cumbrae knocked off Canning 12-1. And Sterling Brazajinga recorded a very narrow 2-1 win over Murdoch. Um, for that, one of the games I wanted to talk about in that round, Mark, was the Lions against South Perth. And we thought that was going to be quite a tight match. But South Perth, just uh, with their new signings, blew the doors down off Perth Lions. Yeah, they flexed. They flexed indeed. Um, they, were, they were brilliant. They didn't give a... 
spilled an inch to move and um, yeah, that was a solid win, great win, um, 7-1, yeah, made a statement for sure with the new signings. Yeah, and Fremantle as well had a, had a very impressive 3-1 win over Balga, and Balga were in quite good form, they were above on the table, um, but the signing of Bertle was a big one and he uh, helped propel them to a big win. Yeah, great, great victory there by Fremantle. Um, Balga, not easy to beat, so yeah, very good for Fremantle. Yeah. And so let's uh, turn our attention, Mark, to round 15, the round just gone, so we can get into this one in a in a little bit more detail and just touch up on all the games that are gone. Uh, the first game of the night ended up being a thrilling 5-5 draw between EWA and Perth Lions. Um, Sterling Brazajinga accounted for Curtin Football Easter comfortably 9-3. This game was actually, I think, 8-0 early on, so Curtin did well to... Um, yeah, limit the damage the and yeah, and finish at nine three. South Perth big win again, ten one against the Tigers. Uh, Perth Longabada seven two winners against Byford Venom. Fremantle with a big win over the Jets six one. Uh, Balgart with a great win over Murdoch five two, and Cumbrae uh, rolling South. Uh, sorry, not South Perth. <laughs> Perth AFC nine nil. So first game, Mark Coburn and Lions five five. What happened there? You boys were five two up. Yeah, we're a bit, we're a bit upset about being up. We'll four one up and then five two up and let it slip. I mean, yeah, we're not too happy. Um, but uh, as a spectator's, I think um, point of view, I thought it was a great game to watch. Had a, it was a pretty entertaining, few fights, good atmosphere. Um, but yeah, we're just <laughs> pretty disappointed about the result. What's uh, what, what what about these fights? Oh, I think it kicked off <laughs> late the second half with um, Ali and Steph. You know, two players have their heart on their sleeve and um, yeah. let the emotions get a little bit better of themselves and uh, just went hammer and tong. A few fans come in. Uh, but that all split up within a minute. 30 seconds, everyone's back on, had a timeout. Here we go. And, um, yeah, we are just, we're just um, disappointed that we couldn't hold on um, with the lead and let them come back into the game. So... Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Uh, we'll take a point and a loss, but uh, we 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 got to we didn't get the three. Yeah, I mean the five two up. I think and oh, this is game over. I actually predicted um, a six two win. I was talking mm, a couple of boys. We needed that sixth one. We needed that sixth. We just couldn't get it. Could yeah, not get it. And that ended up costing in the end. So. That was yeah, that was that points dropped. Um, but move on to next week. Mm. Just look at it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's if um, if we do play at the moment as it stands, we are meant to come out of lockdown six pm Friday, just in time for the round sixteen kickoff at seven fifty. Which or uh, hope, to, hopefully goes ahead. Yeah, hopefully yeah, so, goes ahead. Um, so last the or the most recent update we have from Pro Futsal um, is that the fixtures are scheduled. Um, to go ahead as normal at the moment, if unless anything changes, so that would be seven fifty Friday night. Or as Oscar Pitt um, mentioned on our um, Facebook page from Perth AFC, the seven fifty game that kicks off at eight twenty. So we got a, an extra thirty minutes there to um, make sure we can get things started. <laughs> um, so the Curtin and Brazza game. So Brazza getting into some good form, obviously a nine three, but they started this game like a house on fire with eight goals in the first. 15 minutes, I think it was. Yeah, wow, that's... Oh, I'm speechless. That's that's very clinical, very clinical. 
Yeah, a bit of a baptism of fire for new coach Fadi Mikhail as well in his um, esteemed zone defense. So <laughs> plenty of holes in that zone in the first 15 minutes, but um, they managed to steady the ship and, and yeah. get three goals back. So I think they can take a bit out of, you know, the game in terms of uh, from that point on, Curtin, and build on that. Um, but yeah, that's I mean that's a start you can't afford to have, you know, to spot yeah. someone eight eight goals. I mean, <laughs> you're never going to come back and win that. So yeah, start um, killed him. Yeah, indeed. Um, the Saturday game, uh, Perth Longer Barter and Byford. This one obviously had a little bit of um, flair going into it with Vaughan or Drain up against his old side, who. Um, Obviously, on in, on the ladder are struggling, but we're quite pumped up for that. And I mean, as it happens in these games, Vaughan or Drain comes on and within thirty seconds scores against his whole team. I mean, you couldn't write the script any better. Um, but he did refuse to celebrate the goal, so showing a bit of respect to his former teammates. But I still don't think uh, Coach Vanderos was too happy about that. Um, <laughs> talking to him after the game, he was he was not too thrilled. Yeah, good win by Longo, and um, yeah, I think Vaughan. You know what? He did the respectful thing. He scored, but he didn't celebrate. He just did the old, uh, you know, shoot, go back to the halfway. No carry on. So, good a bit of respect there shown by Mr. Vaughan. And, um, yeah, good win for Longo. Uh, Byford, yeah, they still, um, still find their way. Um, but they'll, they'll be good. Still a lot of games to turn it around anyway. So, all upwards from there, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um couple other fixtures looking at that. Balga recorded a very important win over the Murdoch Warriors. Uh, five goals to two. And Balga's right on the cusp of the top six. I think that was the eighth win. They've got seven losses. So they're shaping up as probably maybe the most likely team to pinch sixth spot. Although Fremantle's coming up right behind them as well. So that will be interesting to see that unfold. But that was a good win for them, I thought. 5-2, but... Some late controversy there with the sending off of their leading goal scorer, Conroe Driscoll, who'll now miss a few weeks, you would imagine. Yeah, big big out, very big out. Uh, well, do you know if it was a straight red card? Because I missed that. I was getting ready for our game. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If it's straight, it's two, yeah, but if it's just the second yellow, just one. Yeah, it's a straight. Uh, yeah, straight red's two weeks. I th- my understanding was he was on the bench, so it's possible that he may have just been a straight red from the bench. Um, so if it is two games, I would actually rub him out against uh, us the following week. So, um, but no, I hope to actually see him out there and playing because you always want to come up, you know, against every team's best. Yeah. Um, and and the last game of the night, obviously, uh, last night was the the Cumbrian AFC game. Uh, AFC missing Andrea Jukic, so that's a big blow for them. Um, this game actually started off really tight um, in the first 10 minutes. Um, it was nil-nil at that stage. Perth AFC had a few really good chances as well, hit the bar. Um, we had a few really good chances. And, yeah, it was, it was a very it was a very tricky start. Um, but then once we sort of got the first goal, managed to get comfortable, uh, took a, I think, a 3-0 lead into halftime in the second half was... Um, a little bit, you know, a little bit easier. We took a few more of our chances, but um, definitely early on, if a couple of those chances for AFC go in, we could be talking about a completely different game. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I guess when, if no one watched the game and they saw it 9 0, they would have thought, um, you know, it was a whitewash, but it looks like you didn't have it your own way at the start. But look, <laughs> I mean, it's caught nine. Um, you boys are just, I don't even know what to say. I don't want to pump your tyres up anymore. <laughs> too much already. And um, it's just, yeah, it's 
it's unbelievable. From Nesta's heart rate photos to Igor Svianich's slick back hair, I just don't know better. <laughs> I don't even know what to say anymore. But you know what I found funny? Um, after that game, I saw a photo. I think you boys, Cumbre, posted like three points about you're all sitting on the bench and then everyone looked smiling, happy, and I just look at Spiro and edited his face and the man just means business. He thinks, you know what, we we shouldn't be celebrating yet. We've got the finals coming up. He's not. He was the only one not smiling. He looked... <laughs> Can you explain his uh, reaction there, Alavich? Well, I mean, like you said, the, the, the big fella's just all business. I mean, he, he never <laughs> celebrates too early or anything. Um, he knows there's a lot of work still to be done, and he just didn't want to get too sightswept by it all. So just keeping it very professional while everyone else was yeah, letting the hair so. loose. I thought so, um, I thought so. Yeah, uh, but no, just, uh, I mean, one thing that's really impressed me sort of over the last four games that we've had is just defensively how much we've been able to tighten up and in those four games we've only conceded one goal from open play um, which actually was against the Tigers so we managed to keep a clean sheet against South Perth and against AFC two high scoring teams um, and Lions yeah, scored that's, the one that's brilliant yeah and Lions scored the one but it was a penalty as well so just yeah that one goal from open play in four weeks um, has really you know set Mate, us up you can't, nicely yeah you can't that's just very that's just unbelievable to be honest that's amazing I wish we could do the same alright <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so that was round 15 that's the most recent round Mark and just looking at the ladder now so in top spot, obviously, Cumbre, uh, 13 wins, one draw, one loss, um, a pretty big 57-goal difference, um, and only 27 goals conceded in those 15 games. So sitting on 40 points. In second, we've got Perth Longabada, 12 wins, three losses, 36 points, so four-point gap there. And then in third spot, South Perth, uh, just trailing Longabada by two points. They're on 34 and then in fourth, Coburn EWA with 32 points. Fifth, Sterling Brasa Jinga with 30 points. And rounding out the top six is the Perth Lions with 28 points. So that's the top six. And realistically, only two teams below that you'd think would have a sniff at taking a final spot. And that's Balga, who are on 24, and Fremantle, who are on 23 points. So they are not too far away. Just a couple of wins out of the top six. In ninth, we have Perth AFC with 18. Murdoch Warriors in 10th with 14. 11th, Curtin with 12 points, and the bottom three, we've got Canning with seven, Junblub with six, and Byford at the bottom with five points. Yeah, you think um, the teams outside of Fremantle and Balga, uh, you think it might just be a bit too late now for them to try hit the six? I mean, you're going to have everything going right in terms of the other teams dropping points that are above you for you to make up into the top six are... I don't know, Lalavis, do you reckon it could be a little bit too late for the likes of, obviously, all of the other teams under those two? I, I, think, I, don't, I don't think they'll be able to catch it up. Um, the AFC are the closest there to, to that eight, but um, they would need a lot to go right and three or four teams above them to have you know big collapses. So hard to see that happening, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so now just to recap the... Uh, Leading goal scorers, uh, leading goal scorers chart after 15 rounds. In first spot, we have Alex Kredowitz from Longabada with 24 goals, and just one goal behind him, the ageless wonder Ernesto Fonseca with 23 goals. And in third, we have Victor Brauner with 22. So very close there between those three, just two Ooh. goals separating him. And then we have 
four players um, on equal in equal fourth on 17 goals, um, and that's uh, Faris Norani and Tyler Garner, both from Cumbre, so they've obviously had very good seasons as well. Uh, Jamal Yusuf from Perth Lions with 17, and Connor O'Driscoll from Balga with 17. Oh, damn. So still, I think still plenty of games left for those guys there to possibly push for that golden boot. Yeah, uh, all capable of scoring a bag of goals any given week. Indeed. And so now let's look ahead, Mark, to round sixteen. Fingers crossed, it goes ahead. Um, mm-hmm. That's starting this week. So I'm just sorry. I just got to get these fixtures up. Um, scrolling through, we do have a couple of big matchups this week um, in the SFL. So, obviously, one of the big ones is the derby between Cumbre and Braza. It's always a big fixture in the calendar. That's on the Saturday night. Um, but before that, we have a few other interesting matchups, and I've just got them here now. So, we've got Friday night Jets against Murdoch in the opening game, Lions against Tigers in the second game, and AFC against South Perth in the late game. And then. Saturday afternoon, Byford Venom against Fremantle. A big matchup. This is the first of the two big ones. Coburn EWA against Longobarda, followed by Braza Jinger against Cumbre. So two huge games back-to-back there, primetime Saturday night. And then the last game on the Saturday is Balga against Curtin. So let's run through a few predictions, Mark. Get these back mm-hmm. as well. It's been a while since we've made any predictions. Um, Jets yep. against Murdoch. What's your thoughts? Mm. I'm going to go Murdoch, um, but yeah, Jets could cause them quite a few problems. I reckon it'll be a close game, but Murdoch will just edge four three. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think Murdoch as well. I mean, they only went down two one against Braza the previous week. They were you know they were yeah. they were very close and they almost picked up some points. So I think they will come out five two winners there. Yeah. Uh, next game, Perth Lions against Tigers, uh, Canning Ultra Tigers. Lions been in a bad run of form. Um, one draw and two losses in their last three. Chance for them to steady the ship, I think, here. And I, my prediction is they'll come out pretty comfortable, 9-1 winners. Oh, that's very, very accurate there, 9-1. Yeah, I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah 10, 10 plus for them against Canning. Yeah. And then AFC against South Perth, late game, 9.30. Uh, sorry, so against South Perth and... Perth AFC. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I think South Perth, um, yeah, I reckon um, oh, three goal, 5-2. Five 5-2, two. Five two. yeah. I think yeah, I think they'll have too much as well. If Jukic yeah. is playing, I think AFC have a, you know, a bit of a chance there at a, a, a maybe an upset or pinching a, a, a draw. But I still think South Perth, uh, probably 6 6-2, yeah. I think, in that one. Yeah. And so Saturday, first game, Byford Venom against Fremantle. Chance for Fremantle to keep pace with that top six. Mr. Gavranich. You Sorry, you, did you cut out? No, no, no. I was just oh, waiting for you sorry. to give oh, your sorry, two cents. <laughs> oh, yes. Byford and Fremantle? Yeah. Oh, uh, Fremantle. Fremantle, yeah. With, especially with the signing of Birdo. I think they're on, they've are on. they on a good two-win winning streak at the moment. Yeah. Them will be in comfortably 6-1. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was I was actually going six nil for Fremantle there. I think they'll keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Um, and a uh, big one here now: Coburn EWA against Perth Longabada, second versus fourth. Big big matchup. Obviously, earlier in the season, uh, you guys beat them five two. Um, mm. Just give it uh, give us your thoughts heading into this one. Um, should the game go ahead? Obviously, no yeah. training this week, so we'll just have to get out there and and play. Yeah. Should the yeah should if the yeah should the game go ahead? Um, yeah, hopefully replicate what we did the first time we played them. Um, yeah, they're a very tough outfit, very tough defensive unit. So, yeah, look, um, yeah, we obviously can't train, so we've just got to go out there, whack the laces on, and just hope to to go. We can get the three points. And uh, look, I think we still played well against Lions last week, despite draw. I think we had a good, we had a good side. We, I reckon we really did play very well, and we'll probably take a bit of confidence in that coming into. To obviously this game if it does go ahead so yeah now look we're confident and um, yeah we're just going to see if it actually goes ahead or not so yeah yeah and I think hard, um, very hard game yeah I mean this is such a tough game to call to be honest um, it's a hard one to predict I I will go I will, I will actually tip EWA here I think 4-3 in a, in a very tight game um, mm. but I feel like Individually, I think you may just have a little bit too much quality, um, and and get away with a very, you know, very tough three points. Um, and then the next game, Sterling, Brazajing against Cumbrae, the two probably most informed teams in the league. Sterling is on a four-game winning streak, and Cumbrae on a seven-game winning streak. So, give us your um, thoughts on this one, Mark. Oh, this will be a, this will be a great game. Look, I'm going to go with the informed teams. Like I can't. Well, I'm going to go with you boys. But this one will be yeah, a great game. So get down if we are allowed to um, <laughs> to the centre. Watch it on the MyFootsal app because this one will be. You know, always a bit of feeling in there. There's always a bit of you know argy bargy. There's a few words exchanged. There's just pandemonium always when these two teams come against each other. <laughs> yeah, it will be a, it'll be a good one. I'm going to go with you boys. Um, just purely because I think you guys, yeah, especially that stat you said about just conceding one from open play in the last four weeks is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Blauberg's been great, um, but this will be a very close game, but I'm going to go Cumbrae 4 2. Yeah. yeah I mean, obviously, yeah, a big matchup. Um, we're just going to have to rock up and play. Um, oh, oh. We'll, probably, we'll probably have a couple of uh, virtual Zoom meetings and go over some strategy um, and then just uh, try and get out there and get the also, job done. Also, yep. shout out, shout out to um, uh, I think it's Sashlin. Uh, yes, yes. Nassandra. Oh, sorry, Sashlin, if you listen to them, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce the last name. But all the best for um, your recovery. I think yeah, he had a pretty bad injury in the draft game on the weekend that obviously stalled um, the SFL games for quite a bit of time. Understandably, because he's yeah had suffered a really. Um, Serious injury, so yeah, nasty injury. Recovery, um, yeah, so um, just keep uh, keep your head up and get back out there when you can, and um, yeah, all the best for the future. Yeah, no, indeed, I'm very unfortunate to see that happen to, to you know, any player in the league. Um, you know, a, re- a really tough thing there for for young um, Sashlin Nadesan. It is so one of the you know yeah. really good young stars coming up um, in Braza from the youth team. Um, and, yeah, we do wish him a speedy recovery and, and you know, all the best in his rehab. And we hope to, you know, see him back out there, you know, stronger when he eventually does make a return to court. That's it. Um, and, Mark, the last game 
off round 16 curtain against Balga here. Big mm. game for Balga to try and um, yeah. keep up Look, to I'm gonna, with With the Driscoll red card, I'm, I'm actually swaying more towards Curtin. I think they're going to bounce back from what happened just now on the weekend. And uh, they, they do have some threats as well, Curtin. Uh, they play fast as well. So they're both fast attacking teams. But I'm going to go with Curtin this week. I'm going to go for a bounce back um, 3-1, Curtin. Big, what, big call there. I'm I'm still going with Balagher. I think they've been... I think they'll have enough individual quality here to still get out um, and get the three points. And obviously, you know, them being so close to, to Spearwood in six, I think that's, you know, great incentive and motivation to them to make sure that they get a result. So I think I think we'll see some goals here. I'm going to go 6-4. Yeah. So big weekend of action, hopefully coming up. Hopefully, I, I yeah, really do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really do hope we get those games in and and the season just continues. Um, you know, as we've been going. And and Lalovich, who knows? Who knows if we'll be here next week? It's all a mystery. Um, we'll see if we'll have another episode next week. You know, if the games do go ahead, maybe where this is just a one-off, we treat our fans. But or who knows? Like, will we make a comeback? Or what do you reckon? What's what's on the horizon for the Fifth Man Podcast show? Oh, we'll see. I think um, we'll see what sort of response there is from this one. I know I've spoke to quite a few people and they've wanted something back, um, at least you know, at least in some form. So we may uh, we may spring a few more episodes in, but that's uh, to be determined with our produce with our executive producers. So we'll have a meeting with them and and and, des- and decide from there. Sounds good. So that's it um, from tonight. Uh, from us everyone uh, we hope you enjoy this episode um, leave any comments if you have any feedback um, you know enjoy these uh, five days of lockdown hopefully then we just get back to normal um, as we have been here for the last sort of 10 months um, and we hope to see you all at the Pro Futsal Centre on the weekend enjoy guys stay safe and yes we'll see you this weekend if it all goes ahead yeah see you then bye